morning, church family and uh, whoever else is viewing today. We want to welcome you to our Sunday morning live stream service. So we miss seeing you face to face in the flesh. Uh, what a great opportunity we have with technology to stay in contact, to encourage one another. And uh, so hopefully you're getting settled in however you're watching. Maybe you're at home in a living room, a bedroom. Maybe you've got this on a television, maybe you're on your phone or a tablet, uh, but settle on in, we'll get started uh, in just a minute, you can get the dogs quiet. Of course, on a Sunday morning, somebody must have come knocking or on our doorstep just before we're going to go live to set the dogs completely off, but uh, I guess that's just kind of what happens. So, um, so let's do this first, in fact... Uh, if you're joining today, always remember, go to hillschurcharcadia.org. You can select from the Facebook Live. You don't need a Facebook account, but you can select and view on the videos. Uh, this week, and uh, I, I pray it's working out well, we're doing YouTube Live. So you can look on either one of those. Um, you can also download the notes from my message today. And you can also download the, download the kids' activity sheet today so that the kids can keep along too. And some of you older kids that need something else to do while listening, you can color or do a crossword puzzle uh, as well. Well, let me start first with uh, this verse, and then we'll pray, and we'll get into the message today. This is out of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22 through 24, Lamentations, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 through 24, and it says this, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore... I will hope in Him. They are new every morning. Let's take just a minute. Let's stop. Let's pray. You can also, if you have a, a prayer request, please type that in on your screen as well too so that we can uh, pray for you. We'll follow up on those as well too. But can we stop and remember that the Lord, even today, He's new every morning. Well, Lord, we stop. Maybe this morning's been a busy morning getting things settled, but what we do, we just take a deep breath. And we reflect on you today. You are new every morning. We remember how great is your faithfulness. And the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. We hope in you today, Lord. Open the eyes of our understanding. Open our hearts to listen to what you would speak to us through your word. You are leading and guiding us in these days. And we even more press into you to listen to the voice of your Holy Spirit. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And say it with me. Amen. 
Well, I want to turn first, in fact, uh, two thoughts today. The first one I want to look at in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5, and that you and I are connected to Jesus. And we're all going to look at this one verse. We're all probably being pruned to do what the Bible says to bear more fruit. So I want to read John 15. Let me read verses 1 through 5. And it says this. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it might bear more fruit. Let me read that last part again. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Now listen to verse 4 and 5. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. You know, the heart of this is that we bear fruit for the Lord Jesus Christ. But we read that word in there, the word pruning. Now, I know that we have some people, and I know them personally, they are so good, they do have the green thumb. They know how to prune the rose bushes, the, the fruit trees, the different vines. They know when to do it, they know how to prune, and the reason that it gets pruned back is that it can bear a beautiful flower, or it can bear more fruit. Uh, all of our bushes that have uh, white flowers at the church are already blooming, and the reason that they're so beautiful right now is because they were pruned a few months ago. And in that pruning time, after they get pruned, you look at it and you think, oh, they look like green sticks. But you know what's going to come is after that pruning, that, that bud begins to produce and then it begins to bear the fruit or begin to bear the flower. But the pruning process is no fun. And I thought about that this week because um, to be fruitful, we have to be pruned. And the fruit of my life is always because of the blessing of the Lord. Nobody likes the pruning part. I almost want to think that even right now, all of us are probably going through some type of pruning. In fact, I, I had sent out an email the other day and I, I made a list of just things with pauses in between. I wanted to read it again. In this season, in the last couple weeks, maybe you can uh, also recognize one, or, one of these with me or as somebody did, added uh, some of them to me the other night. Pause. Rest. 
refocus, read, prioritize, take inventory, prune, that's the ouch, prune, dream, clean, connect, have faith, love, rest, Laugh, rejoice, hug, don't worry, drink coffee. That was the request on email. Thank you, Yvette. And I added in here, look up. We serve a God that redeems all things. You know, some of you are getting rest. Quite possibly like you haven't had in a long time. It might bother you. It might make you anxious. It might be disturbing. But God redeems these times. Maybe you're getting the rest you need. Some of you have been blessed because you're able to work at home. Some of you are uh, noticing that there are ideas or dreams that are coming about through you because of this time, because you're act actually stopping to really take inventory and to wonder what steps are next. Maybe you're being pruned so that you can bear fruit, but I ask you this today, what does that mean in your life? What does that mean in your work? What does that mean in your business? You know, we used an example the other night, maybe in this time, you've actually sat down and had a meal as a family regularly and you haven't been able to do that. Maybe this is that opportunity that you're reconnecting because of times of pruning. Notice what Jesus said though, the pruning isn't forever, the pruning is to prepare you so that you bear fruit as you abide in Him. He is the vine, and we are the branches. In fact, I, I wrote this down. Living in these days shouldn't shape your faith. It shouldn't shape your faith. It should awaken your faith. What we see, what we hear these days should awaken our faith. Let me uh, read two other scriptures in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, notice what the Apostle Paul says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And I love this one, Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. These are days that realign where our trust is. Yeah, we may not have chariots, or uh, some of you may have horses. We, we may not have the chariots or horses, but here's what we need to trust in. We need to trust in the name of our God. God will redeem all things. So number one, remember that, that you are connected to Jesus. 
All of us are probably being pruned in some area, but we will bear fruit. Maybe there's things that you haven't pruned, and this is just a season to say, you know, as you're saying this, I know this area needs to be pruned so that I can bear fruit. Make sure you take an opportunity to do that. This is that time, that season that we're taking inventory. And then as we move on, that we're listening here to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So in Mark chapter 8, I want to turn there next. Mark chapter 8. And I want us to look at just for a minute that there was a shift in the ministry of Jesus, and it's going to be after this time, that he's going to be teaching the disciples and others, and eventually us, about the Holy Spirit to come. In fact, really what he wants to tell them is that it's so important that I leave so that the Holy Spirit can come. So I want to read this. I'm reading out of Mark chapter 8. And I want to read this out of verse 27 to verse 33. Here's what it says. Now, Jesus and his disciples went out to the towns of Caesarea Philippi. And on the road, he asked his disciples, saying to them, Who do men say that I am? And so they answered, John the Baptist. But some say, Elijah and others, one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said to him, You are the Christ. But he strictly warned them that they should tell no one about him. Now notice in verse 31 it says this, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. Here's verse 31. He's telling them now everything that's about to happen. In fact, as we re begin to read in our Bibles, um, these things all play out. So he's, he's telling them now, here's what is about to happen. Verse 33 but he had turned around and looked at his disciples and he rebuked Peter saying, oh I'm sorry, verse 32. When he spoke the word openly, then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of God. Of men, you know, there's a question that Jesus asks, and and you know, I I wrote these down because I remember this whenever I read this passage. Jesus did not ask what the people thought of him because he's insecure. He wasn't saying, you know, who who do they really think I am? But isn't it interesting the answers that come back? Some think he's John the Baptist. Now remember, that's Jesus's cousin, the baptizer. John's already been jailed and beheaded. Some think he's John the Baptist. Others think he's Elijah. Remember, Elijah went up in the chariot of fire like a world went into heaven. Notice that it said, some think others, 
And some also think one of the prophets. So here's what I always remember. The people are really confused even now who he is. And yet when he asks his disciples the very personal question, who do you say that I am? Peter, in fact, you can read it in uh, Matthew as well. Peter says those words, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And it was almost like a shift now takes place because that's where we read that Jesus begins now to teach them what he, and there's that word, must go through. Now, he doesn't just tell them one time. In Mark chapter 30, verse 30 through 32, it tells us, he tells them this a second time. We read it in back verse 32, it says in Mark 9, they did not understand this saying and they were afraid to ask. We read in Mark chapter 10, verse 32 through 34, he tells them this a third time. So three times Jesus is talking to them and saying, here's what must happen and they did not hear it. You know, I thought about growing up. Whenever we get disciplined, my mom did not do the counting game. She didn't say, okay, I need this done and I'm going to start counting. One, two, three, four. There wasn't even a one, right? There wasn't even that one chance. Some of you understand exactly what I'm talking about. It was when you were asked, you do it. Three times, Jesus tells them, and again, like that one verse that they didn't, under, they didn't understand this saying. But here's what's so powerful as you begin to read John chapter 14, John chapter 15, and John chapter 16. Jesus begins in his teaching talking to them about the Holy Spirit. In fact, uh, the words that he uses several times, he uses the word, the helper, when the helper comes. You know, that word helper is translated counselor. We also read, he uses words like the spirit of truth. When the spirit of truth will come, he will guide you. He will direct you. In fact, really, um, when we read about the counselor and we read about uh, the helper and we read about all of this, the Holy Spirit was to come to enlighten them about the Word of God, but to show them exactly what to do, where to go, tune into His voice, know where not to go, being led, like Jesus gave that example, being led by the Holy Spirit. Let me give you an example. I told this uh, in church, uh, I won't go through it again. I was trying what I thought was a small plumbing job that turned into, well, I probably made it uh, more of a, a massive water leak that began to happen. And my family kept saying, why don't you call the plumber? Why don't you call the plumber? You know, probably all of us, if we have plumbing issues, we know who to call. We probably all know of some plumber or we've gotten to know a plumber. The other one is probably a mechanic. How many times have you said, you know, I can fix it, I can fix it, and you hear, yeah, take it to the mechanic. Take it to the person that's the expert. 
You know, when, when you have people like plumbers and mechanics and craftsmen that are out there, they're experts in that specific trade. Yet what we try to do, those of us that have done things before, we just have this will that we're going to do it. It doesn't matter what anybody else says because I can figure it out because I can watch YouTube videos. But what we really sometimes need to do is lean in on that master that's understood and done this a thousand times. Let's refer that back to what Jesus is saying. He wants these disciples to, to understand that when the Holy Spirit comes, that's who they're going to lean on in all of the days that they're going to face. In fact, Jesus says this in John 16, verse 7. In fact, let me read this to you out of the New King James, and then I want to read it out of the passage translation. The New King James, John 16, 7. This is Jesus' words. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Nevertheless, here's what Jesus says, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. You know, in, in, the, in the minds of the disciples, as we read before, they couldn't understand that. They had left all to follow Jesus. They were eyewitnesses of the miracles. They took, uh, they actually would go out in the ministry as Jesus sent them out to do the miracles and the works that he asked them to do. So they were not understanding when Jesus would say, it's to your advantage that I need. In fact, the Passion's translation says it this way. But here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the divine encourager will not be released to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Let me read the last part of that verse. If I don't go away, and I love how it says it, the divine encourager will not be released to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Notice the preparation. Jesus is preparing them for the Holy Spirit. You know what? I, I wrote this down. Jesus knew that the Holy Spirit within them would be more powerful than Jesus walking among them. The Holy Spirit being in them would be more powerful than Jesus walking amongst them. You know, I always think about this scenario. Okay, so Jesus is, at least three times we have in the Scripture, said, here's the must that's going to happen. You would think as the disciples have seen all of these things, they, they remember that at the last, uh, the last Supper, the Passover, that Judas dips the bread in at the same time, and he's going to be the one that's going to deceive Jesus that Peter gets told about that he's going to deny the Lord three times and when he does, the rooster's going to crow. You would have thought all of these things would have clicked. And so at, at the, the death of Jesus and Jesus being put in the tomb, we would have thought that we would have read something like this, that the disciples were camped out at the tomb and they were waiting for the stone to roll away. No, it didn't happen. 
we would have thought we would have read something that says the disciples went on open table and made a reservation at the upper room for the Holy Spirit. We don't read that at all. You know what we do read that they were doing? We read this in John chapter 20, verse 19 at the end. In fact, it gives us this example of exactly what they were doing. When the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, here's why they were assembled. For fear of the Jews. These apostles, disciples, the ones that walked with Jesus three and a half years, that were eyewitnesses of everything, were now in fear of the Jews. But the Bible says, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. They weren't at the tomb waiting for resurrection. They didn't set up a reservation for the upper room. They were afraid. They didn't know what to do. They were hiding. Yet Jesus came to them and said, Peace be with you. I think we all need to hear that one word even today. Peace be with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid on the outside. Don't be afraid if those Jewish leaders are seeking you. Peace be with you. You know, even if you read later on when the disciples, just before when Jesus was ascending into heaven, they asked this question. Okay, now remember, Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. He's going to sit at the right hand of God. He's been talking about all of these things all along. And here's the question that he's asked. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? It's the wrong question. The question should have been, hey, you've been talking to us for weeks and weeks, maybe months, about this Holy Spirit. When is that going to happen? No, but one of them asks, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? It's the wrong question at the wrong time. The right answer from Jesus is when he talks to them in Acts 1.8. And it says, you'll have everything that you'll ever need when the Holy Spirit comes. Think about it. You'll have everything that you'll ever need when the Holy Spirit comes. You know, we don't have time this morning, but you know, we could go all through the New Testament and look at the Apostle Paul's life and watch how he was led by the Holy Spirit. A man that would plant churches by tent making. A man that would uh, go out and plant churches. A man that would be prophetic and prophesy out that even in a shipwreck, no loss of life would take place. We need to be like that at this time, in this generation, with the things that we're facing, that we are men and women, boys and girls, teens, that are being led by the Holy Spirit in such a time, because we may not like the pause, the reset, the rest, to take inventory, but it's almost like sometime when we retreat for a little bit, we build back up that strength and we listen in to that voice of the Holy Spirit 
to know exactly what to do. You know, my prayer for all of us is exactly that. That in these times, that we're listening to that still, small voice. We're listening to the Holy Spirit as we read the Word. That He's speaking to us, even at this time, about the places that we work, the schools that we're in, business opportunities that might come. Maybe you're even having to reshuffle the entire way that you do business because of the times. But don't lean on your own understanding. Tune in and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He knows what to do. Jesus knew. You know, it's, it's better that I don't walk alongside you. It's better that I send you the Holy Spirit. Because when we read through this Bible all about the Holy Spirit, we see the power of Him in action. He is the one that takes that Word and connects it to the power that's needed. You know, I, I remember, in fact, I wrote down the words this morning uh, of a hymn that uh, we used to sing years ago, and I, I thought it was so, uh, fit so well for today. So I'd like you to do this wherever you are. Would you just close your eyes for a minute? And I'm not going to sing this song. Uh, I want to read the words of this song to us. Ready? Spirit of the living God, fall afresh. On me. Melt me. Mold me. Fill me. Use me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Melt me. I love that part. Mold. In this time, mold me. I'm abiding in Christ. Mold me. Fill me. Lord, I pray we have fresh vision. Fresh insight. Things will begin just to click because we've taken time to allow that Holy Spirit to fill us and use me. Lord, we stop today and we pray Father, we pray for every single one of us, even uh, as we're not physically together, but we're two or three are gathered, you're here. Lord, I pray as we've read these scriptures today, that even if we're in a season of pruning, it's because you're going to bear fruit in our life. Something new will come about. Father, that we won't be like the disciples and that we just don't get it in this season. But our time to pause and retreat and reflect allows us to listen in on the voice of the Holy Spirit. He knows what to say to us to tell us exactly what to do. Wisdom is the principal thing. Give us wisdom this day, Father. And lastly, I pray for anyone out there that does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You know that question 
that Jesus asked the disciples is a question that could be asked of you today. Who do you say that I am? And my prayer is that you're like Peter that speaks right up and says Jesus is the Christ. He's the Son of God. So I do want to give you that opportunity. In fact, I'm going to ask wherever you are that you pray this prayer right after me. And like Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and you believe in your heart that the Lord raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So bow your heads. Let's pray this along. As I pray, just follow along, but believe it in your heart. Just say this with me. Dear Lord, I believe in Jesus. I believe that He lived and that He died for me. I accept Him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for coming into my life, for living in my heart. Thank you for bringing me into your family. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sin. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you said that for the first time, would you take some time today, reach out to us, make a comment on uh, YouTube Live, make a comment on Facebook, go on our website, go down to the contact page, would you email us so that we can connect with you? Because it's the most important decision that you'll make, and now allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and to use you. That's so important these days. Well, Michelle's going to come up right now. We're going to take a couple minutes and uh, then we'll be closing. She may or may not have a couple prayer requests that we can pray, but I'll have her come up. We'll close in just a minute. Good morning, church family and friends. As I said last week, uh, we miss your faces, but it is a joy to be sitting at the computer listening to the word this morning and seeing your names pop up that you are watching and that you are sharing the word with others. As Walter was speaking this morning, one of the things that the Lord put on my heart was lean into the Master. Lean into the Master. Lean into the Holy Spirit. Uh, COVID-19 did not take him by surprise. Uh, it did not take him by surprise that we would be distant from each other. Yesterday I went on a field trip. We called it our Rona field trip. A friend and I went and got donuts and uh, came back and surprised the kids with donuts. And then I got to visit with another friend uh, who came by to drop something off. And I'm telling you, just the social interaction was absolutely recharging for me. We need each other. We need the Holy Spirit to show us how to socially interact in times like these. Reach out to people. Send a note in the mail. It sounds old school, but people love it and they need it right now. Drop a note off at your neighbor's porch. Drop donuts off to a friend. Give them something that they are missing right now, and that is you. That is Jesus. The Holy Spirit will show you ways to connect with people that maybe you haven't done for a really long time. I encourage you to do that. Call somebody. 
people need us. They need you. They need Jesus in ways that they've never known. Now is the time. Reach out to one another as you reach out to Jesus. You know, I was thinking about if I was a kid and this was happening, we didn't have all the gadgets and no. the, I mean, I would have had papers coming back from school and yeah. I would have been tied up somewhere already in a closet, you know, because we would have been stir crazy. Or playing ding dong ditch. Doing something that yeah. you couldn't do. So, uh, of all times for anything like this to happen, isn't it amazing that technology wise, we can still stay connected, yeah. though face to face is so preferred. Yes. Right? So preferred. Um, let me read lastly too, uh, and we'll take like we do on, on Sundays as we receive uh, our tithes and offerings. I do want to read these two verses to you. Psalm 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me mm -hmm. because He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Mm -hmm. In these times, let's not be moved by the things that we see or hear. Let's come back and have the Lord ever before us so that we're not moved. Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. As I gave somebody an example this week, I said, you know, you're, you're a person that ties and gives offering. Call out to the Lord and say, hey, I'm a giver. I'm a tither. Mm -hmm. Call in the blessing. Though there was a change in your work, call in the blessing that you'll have favor even in the season that the Lord will provide. And as we do always, we're going to put up on the screen. Uh, and I would encourage you, pray this along with us. Don't just read the words on the screen. Pray this out of your heart, even as those scriptures that we've said, God's word does not return to itself void, empty. It accomplishes what it is sent to do. Let's read this together. Ready? As I give today, I rejoice in the faithfulness of God in and around my life. You have always watched over me, protected me, guided me, and provided for me. You are faithful, and I am grateful. I give today in faith, and I will see you move in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, a couple ways you can get a hold of us. Uh, in fact, if you're mailing anything in, and it's on the screen, please mail it to our P.O. Box, 661419, Arcadia, California, 910 Six, six. Or for any information, anything that's uh, updated, go to hillschurcharcadia.org. Uh, In fact, if um, you want to give, you can go online and give that way. It's very simple, but you can follow up uh, either one of those ways. And I believe our phone number is also on there. But let me encourage you before we go, make sure every day you're calling two or three people. Ask them these questions like we do. Do you have food? Do you have supplies? <laughs> if you're picking up something throughout the week, 
And, and I know some of these stores you can only get one, but maybe find something that you can put aside so that you can give to somebody else. Just because when these weeks go, we start running out of things. But would you do that? Call and check on people and let them know you're checking on them because you love them. And as you do that, somebody's going to call and check on you. Make sure that you're doing okay. So the Lord bless you. In fact, let me close with Psalm 121, 1 and 2, that we always remember this. I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. The Lord bless you. Have a great Sunday. We miss seeing your faces. Take this message if you can. Send it on to somebody because we all, we all need to be filled, full, and active in the Holy Spirit, especially in these times. The Lord bless you.